Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cinemania World. It's a live show today, and I'm joined by our host, Dwayne. Uh, I'm Hannah. Sorry, I forgot to introduce myself. Uh, Dwayne, hi, hello. Hey, how are you, Hannah? How's everything? I'm good. How are you? Happy Saturday. Yes, Saturday happy morning. Saturday morning. <laughs> what time is it? Nine, nine by you? Yeah, it's nine forty-two by me right now. Oh, okay, ten forty-two for me. I'm at work, so I was like, "Why not?" Oh, let's okay, do... nice, nice. Um, you're up. <laughs> I'm up. Let's do some shows and whatnot. Uh, how are you? Gotta catch up on all this news. I know uh, we haven't had a world show since last year, <laughs> so <laughs> we have to. Um, I know it's a, it's a horrible joke, but uh, we uh, <laughs> we have to get back into like our new stuff. We're done with all of everything as far as our like list shows and stuff like that at least i i didn't get to do like decade shows as far as for the show but at least we got our um top 10 best and top 10 words and then we have the cinema new world awards which is all done that took up like a good two weeks of our time just because that's like with voting for us and then posting it and having and then counting up all the voting it's just like it's so stressful but um we should be back on normal schedule for all of our shows and i'm excited um Me too. how you how you doing how's your weekend so far um, pretty boring. We got a snowstorm, so I haven't really been able oh, to do anything. <laughs> I saw you had a snowstorm. Um, you had a snow. You had a snowstorm, and you couldn't. Wasn't able to see 1917 yet. Yeah, I'm so I know, bummed. To... I um, I watched it twice now in two days. Oh, geez. So I, I saw it Thursday night with Alex. Um, right after we did, right after we recorded our uh, award show, um, I I saw it with Alex, and then I saw it yesterday instead of seeing Underwater, because um, I was like, I want to see this movie again. I don't know, like the last, like the movie's great all around. The just the last like f- like thirty minutes is like some of the best like last thirty minutes in a movie. You know what I mean? Like it's almost mm. like a you know, like Parasite's third act is like the most bonkers third act you've seen. I won't say it's as bonkers as Parasite, of course, but it's just the feels, man. The feels in the last thirty minutes. I'm just like, oh my god. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't call movie masterpieces because I feel like that word is thrown out, thrown around a lot. But I mean, this it's a masterpiece. So I can't wait for you to watch it. Uh, Joe saw it last night from the page, so her and I got to review it later and stuff. But um. Yeah, I've also been watching this um this show on this new show on Netflix, um, What's it called? called called Spinning Out. It's oh, I like, never even heard of it. It's brand new, I think, and it's like uh yeah, it's like a um it's like a really so this is it's like a ten episode indie movie, and um it's about a girl who's it's like a skating kind of like skating and stuff like a drama, uh you know she's like ice skating and stuff like that. Um, it stars the girl from um, the actress from uh, Crawl, the main actress from that. Oh, um, okay. Um, she, I only know who she is because she looks like uh, Karen from Daredevil. She does. Does she does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it stars her, um, and it's really good. Like she, um, it's a little triggering if if you like if like people who used to or still do self harm because she does self harm in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, she like bites herself. It's like so crazy, oh, but it's like like her mom is like, like raw. <laughs> yeah, like her mom is like bipolar, so her mom is like crazy and training and stuff like that. And then like her, si- it's I really Tanya. good so far. <laughs> yeah, like no, it's really it is. It does feel like an I Tanya kind of like kind of like think piece of someone who like was interested in that kind of. You know, she's just like trying to be the best or whatever. Her mom's insane. Her sister's like um, into skating as well. It's just really good. I'm only on episode so- one. 
but is it's it kind of like a like striving for perfection kind of thing like uh black swan and, like whiplash yeah yes but it's like insane and and she's about to get this mentor and i can already tell it's gonna be like whiplash where the mentor is gonna beat her ass and stuff you know <laughs> um and <Throw> sure. she, <laughs> um, yeah and i want to get her um i want to get her name because she's i looked up her name earlier um it's gonna uh, be ice skating but are you rushing or are you dragging <laughs> um Kea Scodelario, Lario, uh, really good. She's really, really good, and I and Is I she liked like her a from. Um, in the show? No, I wouldn't say teen. Maybe like college years. You can say oh, like okay. senior year kind of stuff. But like, um, I'm on episode one, and she's like, you know, it's it's just like I love indie movies that just um I don't know that just feels so grounded. It's one of those grounded like indie kind of shows and stuff. It's ten episodes. I don't, I don't know how they're gonna stretch this out. For ten episodes, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm only in episode one, and it feels like I, I feel it feels like a nice six episode season, but it's ten. Like I want it to be like six, like unbelievable was. Unbelievable was like four or five, I think, and that's a really yeah. Really unbelievable good show. is like when they see us. Uh, it yeah, was like a yeah, very short uh, series, very and the episodes short. were longer. Right, longer, right. Though. Yeah, and that's what I um. This one is about. It's about an hour in each, so it's ten episodes. Oh, jeez, an hour yeah. in each episode. That's what's nerve. That's what's making me a little bit nervous right now because the episodes are about uh, fifty three minutes for each. Like right now, I'm on. Okay, so episode one is fifty three. Episode two, fifty. Like you know what I mean? Like around that time, and it's ten episodes. So I hope by like episode five, I'm not like bored and like feeling like they, that's they usually when it out. hits too i know that's when episodes start feeling like two episodes instead of one episode and it's like right uh, um yeah i'm getting kind of nervous but we'll see we'll see how they stretch it out but so far the writing and the cinematography and the acting is really really good so and the story's pretty good so far so i'm enjoying it for what it is um so i want to check it out you just sold yeah. me on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not bad not bad I, I like it a lot and stuff there's some good actors in here too um and stuff some people that you probably know from other shows and stuff like that you know um you know so yeah i'm always excited when i get when i can find a new show to kind of stick my teeth into because there's a lot but if i if you can't stick if you my problem with tv like it's not like the old days where like there's a few shows you watch you know what i'm saying like with all these streaming services there's so much to watch oh my god like, there's a nauseating amount of TV content. An abundance to watch, like whether it's streaming, whether it's on TV. So if you can't hook me within the first episode, then I'm moving on. You know what I'm saying? Because there's just so much. And like before, like before, you could just get away with watching a whole uh, and whole a whole series, and you just be fine with it and stuff mm-hmm. because that's all you got. But now. It's just an abundance, you know what I'm saying? So like you can come up with any premise in your head and there's a TV show for it. Like right. <laughs> So like when you go through like Disney Plus and Netflix and uh and um Hulu, Hulu especially like Hulu, oh, Amazon yeah. Prime Video, um Apple TV, there's just so mm-hmm. much. And then when you go to regular TV, like all the other TV channels like ABC and all these other channels in USA, Freeform especially. Lot. Yeah, like Freeform, HBO, Showtime. There is so much. So if you do not catch my interest between 30 minutes or at least 45 minutes or the first episode at least, I'm moving on. So that's what happened. There's this show. I'm trying to find something to give me to give me my euphoria fix until it comes back on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like something raunchy, teenager, edgy, and whatnot. Sex you know? education. Right. I, I'm done. I finished. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I'm waiting for I season two. I'm waiting for season two. I, I loved it. Sex loved it. 
Love Isn't it coming out in January? Yeah, or like February? A few weeks. I, I, yeah, like on um, January seventeenth. Um, I didn't oh, realize okay. you watched it. We should review the first season before that. It's something that comes so out next down. Friday. I would um, love to rewatch it. Right, it comes out. Next, I was actually thinking about rewatching it though, but I have so much other stuff to watch. But I, I loved it so much. I finished it like right before like Christmas, I think, the first oh, season. Oh, see, I oh, finished it um like when it first came out. So I would need to yeah. rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, I heard about it. I heard about it, and then um, I heard about it, but like I was like, eh. But then I finally got into it because listen, I'm trying to get my euphoria fix, and I want like the next <laughs> my next R-rated teenager like High School Musical. High School Musical is good, but it's not like R-rated crazy yeah. shit happening. He's talking about the series, by the way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Series, series. Like, you know, like, I want some crazy stuff happening. I want some drama. I want some, like, intense drama scenes. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 like, and I want some, like, sex. I know, crazy. And stuff like that. I want some, <laughs> I just want some raunchy yeah, that's the right word. I want some scandalous stuff happening. And, uh, <laughs> Sex Education was great. I loved it. I can't wait for season two next week. Next Friday is when it, is when it uh, premieres and stuff. But there's a show on USA, right? Um, and it's called Dare Me. And I saw the trailer. Dare and Me. I, yeah, like Dare Me. I don't know. Um, but that's what it's called. <laughs> and it looked like if, like if you go watch the trailer, you'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah, it looks like crazy, raunchy. There's some scandalous stuff happening. There's like a little mystery on the side. This looks interesting. Oh my! That Ooh. first episode was brutal. It was awful. Like it was. Oh. That first episode was so no. dull, and I was like, "Dude, I, I'm out. That's it." Like, I, that's, I think a lot of TV shows are trying to jump on the Euphoria train, like yes, trying to do something like quirky are. and like you know raunchy teen, uh, teenage kind are. of stuff. And it's they like are. Euphoria did it, and it did it the best. Like you can't. Yeah. And sex education came out before Euphoria, but that's a different kind of like raunchy than Euphoria. Yeah, it's not like like way you, like, you know different. Euphoria is like sex education is a comedy. Yeah, Euphoria is like a drug drama teenager stuff. You know, that's why I love Waves so much because Waves reminds me of Euphoria, an episode of Euphoria. That's why I loved it so much for some reason. Um, but like. I and then comedy, you go to sex education, a little, a little bit lighter. You know, there's some drama moments in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh but yeah, it's for light, sure. But you know? it's show. definitely aimed at, uh, not, not aimed at. Like it's definitely going for a more comedic kind of tone. It's right. way lighter. <laughs> this show, like, uh, do you have your phone near you or something? Yeah. This is listen. This, this these shows are usually like ex, like these live shows are usually explicit and anything goes. Can you pull up the trailer for that show really quick and just like skim through it and you'll see what I what I what I mean by it. it's like very euphoria kind of driven that's trying to be euphoria. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me know when you when you get to it because like I was just I was like okay yeah cool this could be the nice euphoria binge until euphoria comes out it comes out each week i don't know how many episodes there is but i was like okay let's see what this what this does oof that first episode i think i fell asleep i fell asleep once and then i tried watching it the next day and it was bad is there a trailer is there a trailer let me see it should be okay i found it okay okay i clicked on like the like uh opening scene thing Oh yeah, no, just a trailer. Um, yeah, okay. I see. There's a full opening scenes. Um, oh, even okay, the trip. glitter. <laughs> right, exactly. It's, it's like the color you, palette you have... too. Yes, that's why I was like, listen, this is gonna be the show. Fuck that first episode. And it stars oh, the girl from um, the Scream. I'm watching it now too. It stars the girl from uh, Scream. 
who was in those Scream TV shows. Forget her name. Something. Uh, Willa Fitzgerald. The blonde. Oh, okay. She, she plays like the coach or whatever, and she's not good. She was in the Goldfinch too. She ain't mm. good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but you see what I'm saying though? Like how yeah, it's like it looked like it just like it just looks of like UFO. knockoff. Yeah. So I tried to watch the first episode, and it was like really. It was just. It wasn't awful. It was just very dull. The story's going nowhere. Kind of. The acting is really not great. Um. It's like mean people for the sake of being mean people, you know, like a mean girl, mm-hmm. derivative stuff. Willa, Fitch, Willa Fitzgerald plays the coach and she's supposed to be like this, like this, like she's supposed to be like uh, like um, J.K. Simmons kind of coach. You know uh... what I'm saying? And like, and, and like kind of like rude to everyone, like calling the, some of the girls fat and stuff. And so she just like, does not. Uh... Jane Lynch and Glee. <laughs> yeah, and she just does not have it. It, you know what I'm saying? Like what I mean mm-hmm. by like, you know how J.K. Simmons, he's a dick, and you like you don't whiplash. Like this guy's a dick. This girl, it's like it's like a nice girl trying to be mean. You know, it didn't oh, work. Oh yikes! She's like, yeah, you guys are fat, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I hate yeah. that. You guys don't have thigh gaps. I hate what? cartoonish <laughs> villains like in like shows that aren't like overly cartoonish. And like, that's the problem. She's trying one. to be. That's the problem. She's trying to be like not cartoonish, but it's oh, still geez. cartoonish. So she's like, you guys need thigh gaps. And you guys <laughs> just stop fucking oh, no. guys. You guys need to stop fucking the basketball. It's just bad. I was like, this is not good. So I moved on. I I, cut, I deleted all my all my recordings for it that I had. Um, and I'm moving on because like it's awful. So. Um, that's what I'm saying about TV. Like movies are different. Like movies, you come and go. That's it. You don't have to watch it. But TV, you have to be invested for like these episodes. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I'm not invested in episode one. I know there's this thing people were like, oh my god, but it's not. You gotta wait for like episode four is where it picks up. You gotta pick up episode one. Like you know, because yeah. there's shows that pick up episode one. Mandalorian. Uh, you know, like Mandalorian, Euphoria, like Big Little Lies. Those, those episodes go. You know what I mean? Like, so you, you got to go. So, I mean, I don't know. That's my thing with um, movies. But, okay, we went on a tangent. I don't know how um, it happened. <laughs> Big but, old um, TV tangent. <laughs> um, won't you let everyone know what's going down for the uh, today's show, what we're going to talk about and everything? All right. So we're going to talk some Scott Derrickson. He left for uh, Doctor Strange 2. Depressing. Uh, Parasite Limited Series, Birds of Prey trailer, Christian Bale may be in Thor Love and Thunder, the Golden Globes uh, happen, Oscar nominations on Monday, we're all going to be disappointed, and then uh, the Cinemania World, uh, World Awards, which was actually really exciting. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So the first thing we get into today, what do we have? What happened um, while we were all away counting up votes and stuff, Hannah. <laughs> all right. So Scott Derrickson, uh, we all know that he directed the first Doctor Strange movie, and he was attached to direct the Doctor Strange 2 uh, Multiverse of Madness, and it was supposed to be a horror movie. Well, over the weekend, we got news that he dropped out of the film because of creative differences. He came out on Twitter, made a statement, and said that he's still an executive producer, but a lot of people are upset because this just seems like another Edgar Wright situation where Marvel is not letting the director have full creative freedom, which I agree with. I think that this is exactly what that is. And it's really depressing. It's it's hard to it's hard to see because I like the MCU and I, I try and defend it a mm-hmm. lot of the time, but there's really no mm-hmm. defending it at this point. 
Um, did you see that video that someone posted about like when they were at Comic Con and Scott Derrickson was so excited and yeah. stuff, and he's talking about how this is gonna be like the next, like the first MCU horror movie? And I was watching body language, body languages, and I love studying like people how people react and stuff like that. Kevin Feige looked like, oh no, buddy, you know what I'm saying? If you go back to watch, he like puts his head down and stuff like that. Like that's yeah. not the direction we're going, but let's have him say it now, you know. Um, this is disappointing because once again, like you said, uh, I am someone who likes the MCU. There's, there's this thing where people hate it for the sake of hating it because, you know, you, we hate what's successful nowadays. It happens all the time. We hate LeBron James. We hate this. We hate, you know what I'm saying? We hate all the successful stuff, you know? Um, and I get it. You know, it's not people, people like it's been, it's been going on since like 2008, and it doesn't seem to be stopping anytime soon. And they kind of own the box office. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. Disney. And, uh, and it's another one of those things that people just hate Disney for whatever reason. Um, and I'm someone who, do, who who I try to vouch for the MCU a lot. But then I get into these modes where, like, this, I get into the thing where, like, a lot of these movies look and feel the same, you know? Um, and one, there's some, but then there's some movies that don't feel the same. Like you got your Guardians of the Galaxies. You have your like Black Panther in a way, like Black Panther. I, I put that up there, like uh, Black Panther and stuff. Uh, then you got like you can your maybe Thor, Ragnarok and, uh, like and, you know, Ragnarock and stuff. Like and stuff. Even the and Spider-Man so movies, your, which are just comedies, um, right? And, like, like you teen have your dramas, hidden, so right. Like you have your hidden gems, but like it feels like the same formula like you know like what like we know like the same beats and the same formula so we were all waiting for this kind of new and fresh innovative take on the mcu because that's what i that's what i feel like after Endgame, after 22 movies you got to do something fresh and new so comic-con we were all excited and we all yeah it was gonna be that way that's what it seemed like um right so at comic-con we're all excited and stuff about like new stuff that they're, they're announcing like shang chi they're announcing blade they're announcing thor love and thunder what an awkward title but it sounds so much fun then they announced this is my favorite this is my most exciting one they announced doctor strange and the multiverse of madness what and then you're and like it's a horror movie yeah then you're like we hear a it's a horror director. movie we hear what we hear we hear an amazing title um, that sounds like a theme park ride, quote unquote. You know, um, you, it's what I'm, like we're all getting Scarlet excited. Scarlet Witch is supposed to be in it. Scarlet Witch is supposed to be in there, and some there were some rumors that she's supposed to be like the villain of the movie. And she's like, it's it's supposed to tie into One Division, and One Division's gonna look like a sitcom. And we're just getting into the differentness of the MCU, and I was excited. This news feels like when Edgar Wright left Ant Man. You know. This yeah. feels like Edgar, Edgar Wright, he wanted, um, Joss Whedon said it, like his, his, his script for Ant-Man was so different and it was going to be like some of the most bonkers MCU we would have ever seen. You know what I mean? And that's what it was. That's And if, if you go to Ed, Edgar Wright's movies, they're not the norm. You know what I'm saying? Like his list of movies, Scott Pilgrim, uh, Baby Driver. Like, movie. Yeah, like his, his movies are... T- not defy, do not go with the basic kind of formula and that was one thing that people were excited for something new in the MCU even back then with Ant-Man and then he dropped out of Ant-Man and then we got we got um what's his name Peyton, Peyton Reed. Reed and I'm no disrespect but like Ant-Man 
is one of the most basic MCU movies. It's just like when you when you when you put MCU on a wall and you put like the MCU formula, Ant Man's like second like the second movie. It's just there yeah. was just you know, origin, bad you know, kind of not good, then he's yeah. good, then he like gets the suit, then it's like stuff, then the villain's the same exact villain. You know what I mean? It yeah. was literally like the formula of MCU. And that's why I didn't mind it, but I was like, dude, I would have loved to see what Edgar Wright would have brought. You know what I mean? Like something different. Like all of these feel the same and stuff. And that's my my my, my one big gripe with the MCU. Far from home, it all is another one that feels very like different to what like we're used to when we come to Spider-Man. He's not and he's not in New York City for the first time. He's like he's going through weird stuff with Mysterio. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that whole Mysterio sequence is nothing like we've ever seen in the MCU. Nothing like we've ever seen in any comic book movie, at least. And now, and, and although I have my hesitations with Far From Home, to like some of the, some of like story elements and stuff, I commend them for getting weird and different. Like, and that was got that's what got me excited as far as for the future of the MCU. You saw the Black Widow. You see the Black Widow trailer, and it looks like a gritty like Bond slash like Jason Bourne movie. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. different. That's new. Um, but it seems like they don't want to go too different because of like of I don't know for what, but that's what I'm disappointed by. We're gonna get another director that's just gonna say yes and on and on. It's gonna be the same exact Doctor Strange movie, and I didn't mind the first one, but it does. Even though it's weird, it's not like different groundbreaking. Weird. It's like, in it's, the MCU. Yeah, it's it's kind of like Ant Man in that way. Exactly. It's like Emma and the Wasp where like it's towards an origin story. Yeah, it's an origin story. It's the same. There's some other other elements stuff. It's it's kinda like they don't want to go over that line. And I feel like they need to go over that line to get to the next level. But I mean, I, I'm not gonna sit here and say that, you know, we haven't like that Kevin Feige doesn't know what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He has a plan, but it feels like every time a director wants to go a different route, they kind of get exited and booted out of the movie because it's not it's not Feige's vision or Disney's vision or um or Bob Iger's vision. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm disappointed in this all around. Yeah, I agree. I I don't think I think it's less Kevin Feige and more Disney at this point. I like. I think Kevin Feige does want to do, like, more, like, weird stuff and wants to, like, branch out with the MCU, but I feel like Disney is kind of the one that's uh, being like, hey, no, maybe we shouldn't. We need to stick to this formula. It's working. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I I still feel like for some reason it's, like, because, like, um, I, I, I do feel like um, because... Because uh, when you when you go back to like some of the interviews that Feige was doing as far as Ant Man, people asking him questions, um, he still seems very hesitant to kind of go there. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know. It's just very. Um, it's just very. I, I just don't want things to be the same. And now now that I was looking forward to uh, I was looking forward to this movie, and I and I. I, I mean, Doctor Strange, the first one, is fine to me. I don't, it's not one of those MCU movies that I'm, like, so excited to watch again. Yes, same. <laughs> um, but I was excited for this one. You know what I'm saying? I was really pumped to see what this one was like. And, like, um, Scarlet Witch and, like, different and horror and gothic. And he said he wanted to do, like, gothic horror Doctor Strange from the comics. And I'm like, if you read some of those comics, they go there. You know what I'm saying? And they're very, mm-hmm. like... They're very like innovative and stuff. So I just like I don't know. I'm very I'm very nervous. I I don't know. We'll see. And they you know? they still want to uh, keep production uh, to start in five months. 
So oh my God. that's that's a big problem to me where they're like, yeah, we want to hire another director in the mm-hmm. span of these five months and still shoot. I'm like, how? Like, that's not you. That's basically you giving a director a film, like just giving it to him. And yeah, it's going to be another Peyton have, Reed. Yeah, they're not going to have any like, you know, spark of whoever they're going to be into that film. And that's going to be so devastating because, like, yeah. you know, you're going to give this like. It's probably going to be an indie director because they like to pluck the indie directors. They're going to give this indie director this huge movie and then people and like they're going to like, let's say, um, uh, what's his name? He directed It Comes at Night and Waves. What's his name? Oh, Trey Edward Schultz. Yeah, let's uh, say no. someone like him gets plucked right. to do it, right? And he starts shooting it. And when the movie comes out, everyone's going to be like, yeah, that was Scott Derrickson's movie. He, you know, it's just he's going to yeah. that person is going to have that tag on them. Yeah, until like you know, until they do something else, and that's gonna fucking suck. Yeah, because that's what happened. That's what happened with like Whedon when he came on for Justice League and stuff. Everyone was so focused on. Oh my God, that was that was that was uh, that was um Snyder's shot. I know it. I know it. It was his yeah. shot. And I'm like, dude, who cares? You know. Um, I I agree. It's gonna be another. It's gonna be. I won't say random, but I, it's gonna be the director of like. The, I don't fucking know the the fucking horse movie that came out last year or something. <laughs> or <it's>, <laughs> no, 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 not Thoroughbreds. The other horse uh, movie, um, the Riders, the Rider or something. Yeah, dude, that's Chloe Zhao. Oh, is it? Oh, <laughs> fuck! She's already doing the Eternals. God damn! She's well, gonna, gonna do be the Eternals the... <laughs> and. <laughs> oh, it's Dr. gonna be okay. It's uh, how much you want to? I'm trying to think of like an unknown indie movie that came out. It's gonna be oh, well, I, <laughs> I bet you for some reason I feel like they'll get the director of like Loose, like Julius oh Ona or something. I just feel I don't know, and I'll feel bad for anyone because like they're gonna get another Peyton Reed. He's gonna say yes, sir, and then they're gonna do a movie. That's it. Right. <laughs> it's, it's gonna Are they be... gonna get a good paycheck? Yes. Are they gonna have yeah. this, like thing follow them around forever? Yes. <laughs> and, and say what you want though. There's no vision in the Ant Man movies. There's just I mean they're they're fine they're good there's just no vision i watched i watched guardians of the galaxy i see i see um james gunn has been um, the only one to really break that kind of like barrier between uh mcu and his own kind of style taika too yeah Um, i I watched ragnarok and i see um yeah he even like without even a script that he touched and i'm like good for him he didn't even touch that script for thor ragnarok but he still made it his own and i'm happy for him but you know I see his vision. I see um even John Watts. I see the like the little yeah. like five, you know. I see the like kind of like indie vision and in Homecoming a lot in some of those scenes and stuff. Um and then and there's a couple of other ones like I I sort of see Ryan Coogler's vision and some of Black Panther, but a lot of it feels very like MCU. Um, but it's just like I see those directors when I watch like the first Ant Man. I'm like, this is just. A Disney movie. Just put the tag Disney on it, and just like this is just. Or when I, or when I watch like, um, like I still forget who the who the director of Captain Marvel was. I had a fun time with it, but I oh, forget um, who directed it. I know Ryan Fleck and some other person. And they directed uh they directed a movie with uh Ben Mendelsohn and Ryan Reynolds that was actually very good. I just can't remember the name right now. They're very yeah. good directors. Uh, sorry. Yeah, all <laughs> just of these can't remember are all, names. <laughs> that's the thing about it. All these directors are great, but. The, the vision gets clouded by MCU, and I, and I'm so excited that we're gonna get New Mutants, and that's Josh Boone's movie. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm like I'm pumped, um, but it's just like I don't know. It's just very um, Anna Boda and Ryan Fleck. Yeah, Anna Boda. I mean, God, did you know? Did you know what their names were before you just before you just oh, um, look? I mean, 
I usually sort of. remember them, but I, I I could not remember for the life of me just now. <laughs> Mississippi Grind and Half Nelson. Those movies are fantastic. I'm sure they are. I'm just saying. Like, I just want. I gotta grab some. I gotta grab some. Like, I don't know. Somebody said Robert Eggers. I mean, I wouldn't mind that. But I just like. I just Robert Eggers I, is gonna be like no. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just want a movie that just feel. I want this new slate of MCU to feel different, and that's what I. I just don't want the. I'm t- like we're 22 movies of the same kind of direction, not direction, but the same kind of feel. I guess you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just want something kind of. I want. I just want people to. I just want them to branch out, and I don't want them to be afraid of change. You know what I'm saying? Like just change it. Like you're gonna have the box office. You're gonna have it. Like what's the? Why not just go that extra it's mile? Yeah, the box office. And it's is like guaranteed. and it's like Warner Bros. is out here taking like tons of chances with fucking birds of prey. That's not guaranteed. The box office isn't guaranteed. That Shazam is just came out and that was a PG thirteen like family film and that didn't even that hardly broke even, you know? Yeah. And that's the one thing I can say about Warner Bros. and I hate picking sides. I'm not picking sides or anything, but in comparison, they Joker. I mean, I I bet you they thought Joker was gonna make a little little couple of couple of um couple of hundred thousand dollars. And that was it. We made one billion dollars and stuff, and that that was that. Say what you want. That's a chance. That's a chance on Joker. But even R-rated. then, Joker is a huge property, right? So it's like, like that's less of a chance than like something like Birds of Prey and like even Sony doing Morbius. Yeah, like Bird. Yeah, but then you got like um, then you got like movies like Birds of Prey that you know you don't. A lot of audiences don't know the name, and they they know Harley Quinn, but. They they didn't even make the title Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. They call it just Birds of Prey. That's a huge risk, but they're going with it and they're making different choices and they're they're going a different route with some of these movies. So is Sony. Say what you want, but they're doing more BS and stuff like that. I mean, that's that's just because they have to figure out what they're going to do without Spider Man. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, it's so a risk nonetheless. Want, <laughs> right? Yeah, I just want some new groundbreaking stuff, and like, um, I love the MCU. I love what they've done. One of my one of my favorite movie moments of last year was Endgame, and being in that audience and experience and having the experience of seeing these movies come together. Um, but I just want I want the new MCU films to just. That's why I don't bake on them making Blade rated R. I just don't see them having the guts oh, for well, stuff like that. Ne- it was never going to happen. Once yeah, they, I, even I when don't... they like, cast Mahershala, no, yeah, never going to happen. I, I, I don't. I mean, if it happens, it happens. But I don't bake on them making Deadpool rated R. Oh, I don't, they'll make like, Deadpool rated R, but it's not going to be under the MCU. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be right under that twenty-fourth, that um, twentieth-century Fox logo. You know. So I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't see them having faith. I, I don't even see them putting Deadpool, putting them, uh, putting Deadpool into like the team-up movie. I don't know. No. I just don't have faith. And then if it happens, it happens. But as of right now, I'm just very like lukewarm on on MCU and stuff like. I'm, I'm less excited I'm, for Phase Four now. Yeah, and I and I and I'm and I'm and like and this like and this is a small thing. I'm just like a director, but you kind of see like the the patterns laid out when they get rid of a director because of creative differences. This is exactly what happened with Edgar Wright. This is exactly what happened to Josh Whedon after Ultron. I remember like when he like if you ever listen to him talk about Ultron and how like he wanted to do so much other stuff, but they kept hammering. No, we want vision. We want vision in it. We want vision. We want vision. Make sure you have vision. Put vision in it. I'm like, well, fuck. What the fuck about Vision? Like, god damn. Like, right. just like let him do what he wanted to do. You know, and that's why the first Avengers worked so so like so well as far as under his script and under his banner. And then Ultron, they wanted to stuff in so much shit. And that's why it was like a fine MCU movie. You know what I'm saying? So 
um i don't know i just want some some different stuff so it's frustrating um, very frustrating. Um, all right, uh, let's move on here. Uh, what's what do we got next? All right, so we all love Parasite from last year. I think it's like across the board, everyone on the team loved Parasite. Uh, and audiences did too. It made a bunch of money in the box office uh, for a foreign film, even just for a little indie movie, at least. Not even just yeah. a foreign film, but it yeah, is right. a foreign film. Um, and it came out a few days ago that Parasite is being adapted into an HBO miniseries, uh, well, limited series, with Bong Joon-ho and Adam McKay attached. Uh, I don't know how to feel about this because Bong Joon-ho just uh, gave that speech at the Golden Globes uh, bashing American uh, Americans trying to grab all the foreign properties and make them remake them, so... I'm not a huge fan of Adam McKay, even though Bung's attached. I'm scared. This scares me. <laughs> um, yeah this this is this is this is dumb. I'm just gonna. This is dumb. I I have okay. So I have friends and I have family, like my mom and like my mom included. And I I go I go home and I like gush over like I gushed over Parasite. I gushed. Okay, I gushed. All right. Um. And I was so excited about it because I was one of them. I really was. I was, as far as foreign films, I was like, uh, I don't want to read subtitles. Listen, I just don't feel like it, okay? But then I kept hearing buzz and buzz and buzz and buzz over Parasite. And even you, like you, I didn't hear about Parasite until I, until like we met and like you started talking about it on some of the world shows. And I'm like, what the fuck is Hannah talking about? Para- <laughs> what the fuck is this Parasite? Like, you know what I'm saying? What is this Bung Joon Ho? <laughs> yeah, like, what is this? What is what is she talking about? Then I watched it, and I was floored. I was floored. One of my one of my favorite movies of the year. It's our it's our best movie of 2019 as far as the team goes, um, and our awards and stuff. Whoop whoop. But yes, I <laughs> plug that. <laughs> I um I, I want the Blu-ray like immediately because I watched the movie and I'm reading and I'm and I'm invested and I'm excited and then I remember after Parasite I had a binge on foreign films I had I just started watching them. Just like, like this is fantastic. And then there's, there's like, there's foreign films that kind of mix it with some English. Like you have, uh, like, Call Me by Your Name. There's a lot of French in that movie and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I like it. I love it a lot. The farewell too. The farewell. It's a lot of. There's a lot of Mandarin in that movie with no subtitles, and I love it. I just want. I like. I love that and stuff. Um, Parasite is straight, straight subtitled, and I loved it. You know what I'm saying? Like. He's so right. Once you can remove the barrier of subtitles, you will witness a lot of great film. And one of our fav- one of our members, um, one of our members, we'll call anybody out, but I call him out on on, on the show on um, Wednesday, I mean, <laughs> on Thursday. But refuses to see the movie in theaters, and I'm like, dude, you gotta go see it. You gotta go see it. And he's like, no, I'm not into subtitles. I'm like, dude, just watch it it's great even if you don't think it's that great you'll appreciate the cinematic achievement that parasite is and it is an achievement and stuff um every time i went on the app as far as amc goes for parasite when it was out in theaters it still lives in some indie theaters in boston but when it was in when, when it was in amc theaters um which a lot of foreign films don't go in amc theaters um to begin with you know what i mean parasite mm-hmm. was in it it broke the barrier it was packed Every single weekend, Parasite was packed. You know what I'm saying? American audiences, Asian audiences, like 
my audience when I went, it was like it was it was it was like diverse as hell because everyone is hearing about this movie, and I want and I want Bong Joon Ho and um and and that Asian audience to have that, but nope. We gotta have. HBO said you tried it. <laughs> this is the land of opportunity, and there's no way a foreign film is gonna overtake what we what we do around here. So, let Parasite limited series, which makes like, what's it gonna be about? Like some white I folks? Don't know. God, I don't want this at all. I, even if Bong Joon's name is attached attached to it, I don't want this. This is dumb. For what? Why would I want to watch like a just a longer version of Parasite? I don't understand it. I, I mean, and not I, even I, like, and not even like a single director's vision either, because you know it's gonna be a, a series, so there's gonna like, be like gonna multiple be, people attached, and you know, like is it gonna be like Mulan, like the, like the Mulan trailer where like it's an it's Asian based, but they all speak English for some reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it gonna be that? I don't want this. I don't know who asked for this. I just don't need it. I, I'm baffled because I'm like. I'm like, he won for best director, and I'm so happy for him. I know he's gonna get nominated on um on Monday if he doesn't. What? But right, I um, I'm so scared of the Academy like giving Parasite the Roma treatment. Even though Roma was nominated for a lot, but it wasn't nominated for nearly as much as it should have been. So yeah, I um I I yeah I agree because Roma was another one. Um, I I mean I didn't like Roma. Just cause I didn't think anything was happening. For the majority of the movie, that Oof. was like my reason for that. <laughs> nothing, nothing to do with subtitles. I just wasn't a fan of like. I just thought it was boring. Sorry. Um, but like, listen. Um, even at the Boston Independent Film Festival, they had like four foreign films that they were showing that weekend, and I watched all of them except Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which I'm still trying to catch and stuff. But um, I'm just like I, I just I just don't need. I don't need this. It feels very like. If, if it feels very American of us to have this, you know, <laughs> it feels very like U.S. and they, yeah, we always get what you want, God damn it. You know what I'm saying? It just feels very, uh, blech. I don't know. Adam McKay is what scares me. <laughs> yeah, he he fucking, scares me. I fucking hated Vice in theaters. I remember I had, I, didn't like I, Vice I skipped Vice as far as seeing it. And then I went to the Oscar showcase and they nominated for Best Picture some for some reason. And I watched it. And I said, this is this sucks. What is this? You it know what I'm boring. saying? Yeah, like, this sucks. So I watched it. And like it. the big short too. Like I know a lot of people love the big short. I don't like the big short. I'm bored by that too. And then like his comedies, I like Step Brothers. But like even it's like he feels very inconsistent to me. And I feel like people just like praise him just to praise him because he's like one of the like few directors who like want to like dive into like full on politics in their movies. Mm. Um, and it's, and it's definitely more like right politics. So. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. And this is like, I mean, so this is, this is going to be like more, it's going to be like more like look at the camera comedy with this pair. I don't need that from Parasite. I just don't. I'm like, I'm, I'm picturing it now. It's going to be a white family. It's going to, they're going to look into the camera with some hard, hard, hard jokes. They're going to like, it's just going to, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want uh, this. It's HBO too though. So I don't, there's, there's talent attached and, it's, but it's just, it seems so like, I can't even think of the word right now. I'm just so like baffled by it. I guess but, like <laughs> it's so unnecessary. We just had it, you know, last year. Last year fucking ended what 
what what's today 11 days ago so it's like <laughs> why yeah i don't know I, I don't know why i don't know what's going on i just i, I don't feel like we need it and stuff i mean we'll see because like you said there's some gems on hbo that i really really like um but I don't. I we'll see what happens. Let's. We got to get some information as far as for story, and like I just want it to stay Asian based. I mean, I'm. I, if it's just a way of having it with an Asian family again, but they're speaking English and stuff, fine. I guess I just don't want it to be switched where it's like this, like a new. I just don't need it to. We don't need. Ugh, fuck. I don't know. It's not needed. <laughs> yeah. It's just. It's just. Um. I don't know what's going on. Um. All right, let's move on. What do we got? I actually posed this question and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> what do we have? What do we have next? All right. So, Birds of Prey trailer, can't, the first one came out a while ago, and we've yep. all been clamoring for a new trailer since. Uh, <laughs> me, at least. Uh, mm. And we finally got one. And I'm really excited to talk about it. Um, and everyone's been really excited about it. But you know, there's a, there's quite a few people who are still skeptical, and I'm not gonna. Not going to try and marginalize group, but, like, men uh, <laughs> are kind of upset about it. And this is actually really good. We had a discussion about it in our group chat um, the other day. Uh, and I, it was a really good discussion, so I'm glad that Dwayne is uh, asking it on here. Uh, why we have to worry about for what's to come this year with female-led superhero films. Because all that uh, all the superhero films this year is basically female led uh either with uh females behind the camera or in front of the camera uh starting with black widow in may uh eternals and then wonder woman uh 1982 uh so yeah this is a really good question it was a really good discussion so i want to i want to know what you think doing because you were kind of quiet when we had that discussion oh well i think i was at, i think i was working or something i was at work and i was going through the uh the votes it was a mess um because this came <laughs> out like as far as news like if you go on our instagram channel and our twitter like it's just the award award show so i missed a lot of news posting and stuff like that and just talking about news and stuff that's why i wanted to do the show with you i mean and just you and i because i know a lot of people I mean, it, it'll feel like a world show with a bunch of us and stuff like that it'll be like too many voices to try to get through what we got to talk about but um with birds of prey i actually like you were getting excited for the trailer. I'm like, hey, no, 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 we'll see. Um, and then you're like, they have the mask. Like, oh my god, yeah, they have the mask. But still, I was like, hey, we'll see. Uh, I watched the trailer, loved it. Okay, loved the trailer, loved it more than the Yay! first one because I liked it more than the first one because it actually told me some stuff about the birds of prey, which is what I wanted. I wanted them to tell me, even if they, even if none of them are talking, which they're still awkwardly not talking. They're 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 <laughs> telling us some more about this group. I don't know if they, I don't know if they're gonna be mute. Or something, but I need some dialogue on these. I girls, think they're okay? all—they're just really trying to ride the Harley Quinn um, marketing yes, train. I get it. I get it. And I understand. I get it. Warner, Warner Bros. And Warner Bros.—they had a tough year box office last year, so they need like they need this movie to be a hit. Okay. Um, and I get it. And I hope it is going to be a hit. We'll see. It's coming out. It comes out in a few weeks, actually. Um, February. But, it's good. It's a good slot. Yeah, hopefully I get, hopefully, um, Warner Brothers is actually really good as far as for screenings go, so hopefully I get that early screening, whoop, whoop. Um, uh, 29th, I think, is when they're screening. Yeah, yeah, so hopefully I get that bad boy, because I need that. Um, but, with that being said, um, the trailer was, as far as the trailer goes, I'm excited, um, I love the Harley Quinn's dynamic, I, I, I just love Margot Robbie so much, like, she's one of those actresses, like, Lupita Nyong'o, like, one of, like, she's like, um, what's her name, Florence Pugh, that, no, like, all these roles are different, you know what I'm saying, all of these portrayals mm -hmm. are different, like, Scar, like, 
like uh, Margot Robbie goes from like 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 a Wolf of Wall Street kind of domineering kind of wife to like um to what's the movie she did with Sasha Ronan like two years ago to oh, um, Mary Queen um, of Scots Mary Queen like a queen of like Scotland then she goes then I she Tanya. goes from like I Tanya then she switches up and goes to like to go like a like a like a prissy white girl in um bombshell then she goes to you know what I mean like she just her dynamic is just so great you know what I'm saying so I love that I love that she's back and she's back into her role as Harley Quinn I'm excited um, all of her dialogue was great I love that she sniffs cocaine you know I and it shoots people I'm so excited. I love the tone as well um, I, I I love the fact that we have I do have my black my, my black mask mask which is great <laughs> um, I swear to God if he wears it for one scene I'm gonna be very upset but. I'm excited, <laughs> nonetheless. The Birds of Prey all look great. We have, we have, we finally have Black Canaries cry, which is great, um, and stuff. And that was and when Huntress looks cool and whatnot. The Black, the Birds of Prey comics are really fun. I have a couple of them actually. I have like three of them, I think. Um, they're and they're fun. I have one with Batgirl. I hope this is kind of a way for them to introduce Batgirl. I don't think they're going to though. But Batgirl. Well, Cassandra does. Kane becomes Batgirl, no. Yeah, uh, I think so. And one of the there was a comic where she does no, but Batgirl is a uh, Batgirl is what's her face? Um, Oracle, I think. Right? Let me see. Cassandra, King, Batgirl. Um, she does at some point in a later comic. She becomes like a ooh, she's like an all black mask kind of. Batgirl looks pretty cool actually. What, what, what comic number is this? I want this now. <laughs> um. But she does at some point. So if that's what they're doing, but it's like, isn't she like, she's like really young though. Yeah. She's like the little, the Asian girl, right? Mm-hmm. Birds of Prey movie. Um, she's like 13. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Why is she 13? <laughs> I need her. Yeah. So she's like, in the comics, she's uh, a, 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 she's, she's an Asian woman, but she looks like, what, what like 17? This girl's like 10. <laughs> so, I mean, if, if. If there's some, if there's a way where like she falls into like some toxin and becomes older, and she becomes Batgirl, that'd be cool. But I don't see it. But as far as um, yeah, the trailer was fun, and I'm excited, and I and I can't wait to see what happens. Alex watched the trailer before he saw Like a Boss, um, the other day, and he even said he liked it a lot. So um, yeah, the trailer looks cool. Now, with the question that I raise, is that I knew this was gonna happen with 2020. The trailer was out for five minutes, and it's just guys talking again and this is why i have a gripes with movies like i know i'm the only one in the group that did not like ford v ferrari i'm the only one <laughs> in the group i am the only one in the group that that did not i mean well i'm not the only one but i'm one of the people in the group that did not give two shits about the irishman because it's just i'm over men talking i'm just over it you know what i'm saying and that's what like and then like those are the movies that get praised by just guys talking and i don't know if i'm a raging feminist at heart but fuck i'm so annoyed <laughs> like I just, this is what happens when the black widow trailer came out too everyone is just talking about something 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 it's something, always nitpicks something nitpick oh my god she's cdi coming out of the sky they talked like, oh my god they were just standing oh there they're girls Right, like, sorry that I, sorry that Scarlett Johansson does not want to go up thousands of feet and fall out of a plane. The fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm just... We're not all Tom Cruise. It's just, it's just stuff. And I'm like, what were they complaining about? Because I kind of, I think I kind of, like, I was off Twitter for a while for that Birds of Play, but what was some of the stuff they were complaining about that you saw on your timeline? 
it's just like, oh, it's obnoxious. Oh, it's too over the top. Oh, it's not comics accurate. And I'm like, well, Joker just came out fucking, you know, this year. And you all, all the incels fucking loved it. So it's like, you guys praise one thing for being different and not being comics accurate. And, you know, like being obnoxious and over the top. Like, Joker is all of those things. And it's like, well, not obnoxious. Because that's what they, ca- that's what they call it when females do it. But when males do it, you know, it's fucking, you know, great in cinema, all this shit. But when Birds of Prey comes out and it's different and it's like unique and it has this it's you know it's just it's different and it's not fucking what mcu is doing you know everyone's like oh it's obnoxious and it's like well you know fucking when joker does it it's cinema but when birds prey does it it's obnoxious and it's over the top like there's a clear sexism here and it's so frustrating question question for you so is is it's guardians of the galaxy not obnoxious it is and it's obnoxious in a good way it's is Guardians Volume Two not obnoxious? Of course for, it is. For fuck's sake, is Endgame not obnoxious? Like it's so uh, all, <laughs> all of these movies are obnoxious, but then oh my god, Birds of Prey is, is obnoxious and what? I'm just oh my god, I hate it. There's just a narrative of complain, and that's what we're going. It's only January, and this is going to keep happening all year. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman comes out well, next. Is Black but Widow. Wonder- is going to get a pass because she wears the skimpy outfit. That's right, what Wonder Woman when it came out in 2017 too, and with Justice League. And then I saw, and then I saw this is baffling. Grace Randolph, because before, oh, on, Jesus. Um, before from these shows, I used to be like, guys, we're trying to be like journalists in the industry and podcasters and stuff. We shouldn't call out other people, but fuck, this needs to be this needs to be said. Grace Randolph said in one of her like her video of her reaction. She says, this movie does not cater to the male audience. I said, what are you talking about? What? What? I, she said, Harley, I'm, she said, what did she say? I'm worried that Harley Quinn yeah, is like wearing too much clothes? She's not sexy enough. Yeah. What? And that was one of the things I hated from Suicide Squad. I hated how over-sexualized Harley Quinn was in Suicide Squad. I hated it. And you could tell it was written by a guy. I hated it because it was like... And people I like wanna, to defend it because Margot Robbie said that she liked her costume. Well, I'm a huge fan. And that's what they, that's what they, that's what they, that's what they defended, too, for Margot Robbie's portrayal in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'll, but because Margot Robbie defended it, it's fine, guys. She says she liked portraying Sharon Tate. I'm like, but it was awful. She didn't do, do anything. Um, okay? And then they're like, ah, oh, but it's okay. It's, she liked it in Quentin Tarantino and, and it's whatever. <laughs> but this movie... Um, one of the things I hated from Suicide Squad, because I get it, Harley Quinn is supposed to be a sexy character. She is. But I want for a lot of these characters, do you remember how oversexualized Black Widow was in like Iron Man 2? Oh, oversexualized. Yeah. Like, like one of her, her intro was like, she's a, yeah, her intro was like, she's a model and all this stuff. Avengers 2, right? And then they kind of like went, they kind of went, they saw that, they, okay, there's more to this character than just sexy and Scarlett there's Johansson. There's a balance to it. There's a in balance. In Winter Soldier, she's incredibly sexy. She's so hot in Winter Soldier. But oh, she's yeah. not just there to be like, you know, the sex object. Right, and, and in Suicide balance Squad, the balance isn't there. It's really not. She's just it's there not. to be the sex object. She's just and sexy. And Birds of Prey, you know, to me at least, a bisexual woman, I think that everyone in Birds of Prey looks incredibly sexy. Not because they're showing skin, but because they're these strong female characters. And it's like, you know, that that attracts me. I agree. And that's what I'm... I rather... I rather a strong female character... Listen, like, dude, I am like... I... 
when I remember like, you know, I used to have to like, I used to have to like, um, I used to like before this, before this podcast, I used to have to explain myself why I was so like for the women movement. I'm like, well, I can tell you straight up. I was raised by a single mother. That was it. It was only her and I, I'd hang out with my dad a few times, but I was raised by a single mother. Love women. No, I'm not gay. Leave me alone. Okay. I love women. <laughs> women are great. Okay. Um, women look great too. Just look at them. Goddamn. But like, right. <laughs> I, um, but then like, when I used to have video games, I had like younger age, like 13, 12, they had this thing where you choose a character, a guy or a girl, and I always went with the female character. One of Some of my favorite games are female character, Tomb Raider. Oh my God, I love Tomb Raider. <laughs> I love, um, I remember like there's this game called Red Dead Redemption and online, once again, you choose if you want to be a guy or a girl. I choose a girl all the time. I, I, like the, the Resident Evil games, I choose the girl first before I, before I play as a guy just because I like the dynamic of a female character more than a male character and stuff like that. One of my scripts, superhero, sorry, she's a woman, okay? Um, and then like <laughs> I... I I just I just like the dynamic with that is just so much has always interested me more than the male side does. And I absolutely hated back in the old super back in the old Tomb Raider games. I don't know if you heard or if you saw, but back in the way like early ones, Tomb Raider was a sexed object. Like in Japan, and she had these big, big giant boobs, pointy boobs, and stuff like that. <laughs> and she's like, and then she's like, you know, she's like skinny and supposed to be like hot. And so if you if you just go back to the old art of Tomb Raider, that's what it was. I, I didn't like that at first when I was younger. I hated it because I was like, it's just too much. I'm like, I don't want to play a game because a, a character is hot. I want to like have fun like with mm. this, and you know, and I want to root for her. Then 2010 or whatever, they changed it. They changed the character to how the movie, you know, the new movie that came out with um, Alicia Vikander. Oh, yeah. That was based off the new video game because they, they said, let's make her a survivalist. Let's let's make her covered up. Let's make it like an actual character and like a character that women can get behind. And that's and that's when I completely shifted on Tomb Raider and I loved it. You know, the movie's not great, but I love that they did a movie regarding the 2013 remake of the game. And I remember when when she was cast, Alicia Vikander was cast, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, she doesn't have big boobs." I said, "Are you kidding me right now? Oh, Are Jesus. you kidding me? Oh my Alicia God, Vikander's one of the most beautiful women in the world." She's, oh my God, she's not as. These were comments that I saw on our Facebook. This was like before we were like an Instagram, a podcast. We were like a Facebook forum, and we were posting the trailers. Um, this, these are the comments that I would see. Oh my God, she's not as curvy as Angelina Jolie, though. Uh, what? I was like, what is going on here? And like, I, I, I loved, and that was one of the reasons why I think the movie didn't do as well because men were so upset that they changed the character so much and stuff. But I loved it. And I love what they, what they do with stuff like that. I love as time goes on, we're respecting these women characters better. Daisy Ridley in Star Wars is, is covered up and I love it. You know what I'm saying? Covered up. You don't see anything as far as her character. Um, and it's not, um, and it, I don't want to make it seem like we're trying to be prudes either because it's not that like, from a woman's perspective, I don't, it's not that I don't want women to be like, you know, sexy you know, be these like, you know, just, you know, have what I'm trying to get at is that Women can be sexy, but I'm not trying, and I'm not, like, against it, like, saying, like, oh, like, like, let's have, like, all women not even, like, you know, have any sort of sex appeal to them in any movie, you know, like, I'm not trying to say that at all, that's not what we're trying to say, but what we're trying to say is that let's not have them only be there to be sexy, you know? 
Right, exactly, and that's not have. Let's not have that be the only because that's what Bond movies used to be too. Like Halle Berry's in this just to look hot. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these people are in these are in these kind of movies. They used to be that. That used to be the norm and stuff like that. That used to be the thing. One of the things I also hate too. I also hate that you only need to have one woman as far as a group, as far as group movies too. There's this mm-hmm. movie called The Gentleman coming out. It looks fine, but once again, it's doing that thing. Let's have a group of eight like assassins and one girl that's it you know what i'm saying i hate that dynamic i hate that 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 um decision making but hollywood kind of made it a norm so no one really bats an eye and stuff like that um but i don't know as far as birds of birds of prey though i it's written by a woman you can tell it's directed by a woman you can tell and i'm excited and that's the same thing as far as for hustlers Hustlers is a movie about strippers, but it's written and it's directed by a woman and you can tell because there's barely any naked women in that movie. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like there's barely any kind of like crazy nudity in that J-Lo movie. J-Lo and Constance Wu don't drop their tops once. That's exactly. What I'm saying. And and another example, Olivia Wilde's book smart has a sex scene that's not even a sex scene. It's just it's just like it's just like women kissing. And stuff like that. And it's the most awkward sex scene. And it was written <laughs> and directed by a woman. And you could tell. If, and it's if great. Booksmart, if, yeah, if Booksmart was directed by, like, fucking Guy Ritchie or, like, Quentin Tarantino. Or the guy who the, did Blue is the warmest color. <laughs> it, it would be the most raunchy sex scene you would have ever seen between Caitlin Dever and, um, oh, I forgot her name. I wanted to get her name right off the top. But oh, I don't damn it. it. I forgot her um, name, too. Yeah. Oh, Diana Silvers and stuff. Yeah. Um, it would be the most raunchy nudity sex scene. And I'm glad that it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad that these movies are taking more chances and not catering to that men talking audience. And I'm so happy to see that and stuff. So um, that's what I want more from these movies. And I'm I'm excited to see that Birds of Prey, although it's rated R, is going that same exact route. Okay, because you can be rated R without fucking tits. Okay, you can be rated R and just have some damn blood, some sniffing cocaine, like 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 um. <laughs> It does, and that's it. And that's what I love about those movies and stuff. So, um, you know, that being said, I'm excited, but I know the movie, you know, 2019, I mean, 2020 is going to be the year where we just hear of men insoles. talking. <laughs> we just hear men talking about why women don't work. And I don't, I don't know. So that's why I wanted to just raise that question for this uh, episode because it's baffling and I'm so annoyed. You know? And it's completely valid too because, it's like, you know, last year we like kind of tested the waters with it. Um, with Captain Marvel and you know you were just talking about all the comments you saw on the Tomb Raider thing it's like we still see pictures of people comparing like the Captain Marvel comment pictures to Brie Larson in the Captain Marvel suit and it's disgusting it like makes me sick to my stomach to see people like even when the first um, set pictures came out of her in the blue suit like people were like remember that yeah yeah, they were like uh, zooming in on her butt and being like oh my god like it's flat like whatever and I'm like dude shut the fuck up like seriously like how like how how much of a life do you not have that you seriously, like, wait until, like, you know, women in, like, their costumes come out just for you to be like, oh, well, they don't look good enough. And it's like, no one fucking asked you. Like, it made $1 billion at the box office. Did you guys still try to fucking, like, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, where, like, they, they don't want it. They're against it. Whatever. You guys know oh, what I'm boycott, talking about. Boycott, yeah, boycott. Yeah, boycott. You guys tried to fucking boycott the movie. It made $1 billion at the box office. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, <sighs> Um, yeah, and I remember because um, Captain Marvel is like an OG comic because they did change it. Her OG like outfit was like so slinky and like it was like a it was like a one piece like swimsuit whatever. So is Scarlet Witch. No one, 
yeah, no one's no one wants to fight in that. Are you kidding me? You know, um, so they changed it. The recent comics, like back in like two thousand like nine, they changed it into how it looks like right in the movies. You know, they put it on all bodysuit, the red, the red, blue, and gold, and stuff like that, and it looks fantastic. I have a bunch of um, um, Captain Marvel comics and stuff that looks like from her new suit. I don't have any of the old suits. That's dumb, you know. Um, but no one fights in those stuff at all. No one, not one person needs to fight in a damn swimsuit. The fuck's going on here, you know? And even in recent comics too, in, in recent comics too, because Wonder Woman's costume is still kind of revealing. But in more recent comics too, they kind of changed the way that dynamic was of her suit too. Um, and now a lot she of, has like the gold like uh, outfit kind of thing. Yeah, and and in a lot of recent comics, she has she's wearing like warrior pants and stuff like that, and it's cool and stuff. Um, so I don't know. I just like I just. Oh, I want to praise the Eternals too for. Um, yeah. Because they showed the photos of like them in all their costumes, and the women have the exact same type of armor that the men have, and it's awesome. And and this year's Eternals too. They had they they did a lot of they gender they gender cast the shit out of that yeah, movie. Yeah, they gender bent a lot. Um, and they mm-hmm. like uh, they changed a lot of people's races and like mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. And it's like that's so cool. It's so cool to see people like see things in the comics, and they're like, you know what? How can we modernize this and make this? You know where it's going to reach more people in 2020. And I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited. Um, as far as like, um, as far as like more stories being told, that doesn't always mean, um, naked and stuff like that. And if you're upset about this kind of dialogue, we're going, we're going by, um, Great. This is what I want. I want you to be mad, okay? It's not because it's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about Hannah. It's about representation. It's 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 about we. That's what we need, as far as especially in the superhero culture, because superhero movies for the longest period of time have just been men talking. And I'm ready for a new look on stuff. You know, if Harley Quinn in that trailer, if she kills that, if she kills Jared Leto's Joker, awesome. Okay, great. <laughs> you know, um, I, I have no problems with it. If Black if Black Mask and, and Birds of Prey is gay, great. Okay, that's what we need. That's what, that's what they deserve. That's what these communities deserve. That's what women deserve. That's what the LGBT community deserves. Okay, because it's not about you anymore. And you're going to be upset about it. And that's great. And I love it. Okay. I'm tired I of people framing movies. it as an agenda, too. <laughs> It's not an agenda. I remember um I, I, I haven't looked at Facebook comments, but I'm sure um but I'm sure if we would have had uh Facebook if we would have had like Facebook comments about like our award stuff, it'd be like, Oh my god, they're only doing ten nominees to nominate women. I know it and I'm like, dude, <laughs> first of all, I we did ten nominees because there's the the, the amount of amazing directors from last year is amazing and i'm so sick of the idea of why we only we can only do five nominees um and why this is all five men because these are all the better movies and i get that that kind of argument but the golden globes there's no restriction that you can only have five nominees same with the oscars use your own thing just fucking may add more okay because there's a lot of women directors who made some amazing movies in 2019 and it's gonna keep happening in 2020 so yes 
10 nominees. We did that thing. Why not? And we got Period. so and we got so many great comments about it from women, from from um people in the LGBT community, like people just commented on our decision making. And I absolutely love it because inclusive inclusivity matters and representation matters. And much as and as much as you, Joe Schmo from Texas, thinks that it doesn't, <laughs> it does. Okay. Um point blank period. Let's move on. <laughs> Um, (laughs) All right. um, What do we got next? All right. So next, it's even more superhero talk. Uh, (laughs) uh, Christian Bale is in talks for Thor Love and Thunder. I'm very excited about this. I love Christian Bale. And I'm very excited for Thor Love and Thunder. Somebody said this was a downgrade. You think it's Uh, a downgrade? No, no. Somebody said that. I don't think I don't think it is. I mean, I mean, the amount of Oscar Oscar award winners and award winners that are in the MCU, like, do people forget how many award winners they have? Like Scarlett Johansson has one of the the villain in uh, yeah Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Like (laughs) Scarlett Johansson has had one of the one of her best years of all time, and she's guess what? Her her next movie is Black Widow. She's capping it off of Black Widow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, her next movie is Black Widow. So what's what's going on here? Um, Adam Driver is like is like one of Star Wars biggest characters and he he has also had one of the best years of his life no it's not a crime that christian bale is going into the mcu are you kidding me it's not a crime it's great he's great i want to see who's gonna play i don't what i'm afraid of is that he's gonna play a voice and i don't want that at all i don't think they're gonna get christian bale for a voice or mocap i hope not because everyone's like beta ray bill and i'm like no i don't don't want want it i want him to be the villain yeah, I want him to Christian be... Christian Bale, like, imagine that voice, just like, oh, like Ben Mendelsohn and Captain Marvel. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I want to see his face, and I want to see him act, you know what I mean? So that's the only thing that I'm afraid they're gonna, that they might do, is make him a voice, and I absolutely don't want that. Similar to, like, how Bradley Cooper's Rocket and stuff like that, and, like, Vin Diesel. I mean, Vin Diesel's not an Oscar award winner, but, uh, oof, God, can you imagine? But, um, you know, I... <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, I, I just that's the only thing about it. I want to see. I want to hopefully he plays someone that we can see his face and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, I hope so too. I really want. I'm really hoping that he's the villain. I'm really holding out for villain. Uh, I just I get so excited when Marvel casts these like big actors for villains because I feel like they always make to be the best villains, like Michael Keaton and like Kate Blanchett and Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, the and Jeff Bridges. Oh my God, they're so like. W- Yes, we have a lot of, like, big talent, like, as the heroes, but also, like, when we get big talent for the villains, it always, like, nine out of ten times, it's great and works out. So I'm, like, really, like, Christian Bale, come on, bring it home. <laughs> right, right, you know, um, and I'm pumped. Um, last, I mean, the Eternals, they have Angelina Jolie, and everyone was like, oh, my God, Angelina Jolie's in the MCU. Marshall Ali is going to be in the MCU. So this is not a new thing. Everyone who was like, oh, my God, but he's going to go from Dark Knight to like to like the she's gonna go from the dark night to like to like um Thor Love and Thunder and I'm like yeah why not like, who cares? I have some fun I'm the sure Christian night. Bale is like yeah let me get on a Taika Waititi movie and let's have some fun like <laughs> the dark night was like 12 years ago like it's like just let it, let it just relax you know what I'm saying so I'm I'm pumped I'm excited I want to see what he's gonna do I actually do would love to see him play a villain as well um I can't I don't I can't really see Christian Bale as a hero because all I see is Batman and stuff like that but I do want to see him as a <laughs> villain that'd be really fun so no it's not a disaster that he's like just god film twitter sucks so much because like the, the the feedback behind this is baffling oh my god dizzy's buying everyone <laughs> just relax it's god <laughs> i'm like who doesn't want to like literally the whole thor ragnarok press tour was like everyone being like oh my god like i didn't even feel like we were working you know all this shit and it's like who wouldn't want to jump on that 
And do you realize a lot of um, a lot of a lot of these award-winning actors want to get into the MCU just because they yeah. want to like they see the box office. They see the amount of like fandom. I'm sure, like I'm sure it's happening soon. Um, you're the same when we have a D23 or a Star Wars celebration, it, uh, an Avengers celebration is hap- is gonna happen at some point. I just know it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Avengers Land is coming to like to like Disney World, and you know what I'm saying. So uh, actors want to be a part of that, and they want to have a role. They want to have a stamp in that. Jake Gyllenhaal said, "Did, did my did my shit goodbye." That's probably what Christian Bale wants to do. You know what I'm saying? And it's not it's not a crime. Um, <clears throat> same same thing with uh, what's what's his name from Black Widow? Uh, he's gonna play the um, oh David Black- Harbour. Yeah, he's so like when we was the Comic Con, he's like so pumped and stuff. Do you? What, it you, is like, so can, cool to see. And you can tell from the movie he was so he's so excited to play this character and be in this movie, even if he dies in this movie. Like I'm in the <laughs> M- I'm in the MCU, and as much as people think that it's not a big deal right now, 22 movies in, number one in the box office, it's a big deal. So I mean, I have no problem with it, and I'm excited for all these actors. If Christian Bale isn't in isn't in um, Thor: Love and Thunder, it's still gonna be a fun movie, I hope, and stuff. But um, yeah, it's, I'm I'm excited, you know, all around. So yeah, I'm excited to see him and Taika's like. Uh dynamic oh, yeah, <laughs> i just sure, feel like it's way too much chaotic energy in one <laughs> in one movie <laughs> oh yeah for sure for sure same um yeah i'm really i'm really really pumped and stuff like that um yeah so uh let's get things going what do we have coming up next all right so the golden globes happened uh, a lot of people are mad about them uh we kind of showed them up with our awards, just saying. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about uh, the Golden Glows recap. Dwayne, what are some of your thoughts on it? Uh, well, let's uh, let's log in to uh, let's see like the winners and stuff. Uh, we won't go through a whole thing. I'll take that'll take that'll take another like five hours. But um, dude, just go through the big ones and stuff like that. So let's see what we got. I'm pulling it up right now. Golden Globes 2020. Um, all right, so best picture, uh, motion picture drama. The nominees were 1917, The Irishman, Joker, Marriage Story, and The Two Popes. I have no idea why the last movie. Um, <laughs> and the winner was 1917 after seeing it as it should. I mean, it should win the Oscar too, I think. You know, um, it's right there with like for me, it's right there with Parasite, you know, as far as like masterpieces go. But I and and um the Oscars they they do they um they do more for best picture as far as like more movies and stuff. So I'm sure Parasite and nineteen seventeen is gonna get in there. But I'm so happy for nineteen seventeen. Um what are some of your thoughts on best picture, the winner and stuff like that? I haven't seen nineteen seventeen yet, so I can't really comment on uh my thoughts on that, but I like uh I don't know. I feel like the the nominees weren't strong nominees. Agreed, think- agreed. Marriage Story and The Irishman are maybe the only ones, in my opinion, that should be here. Uh, I don't like Joker. And then The Two Popes, I haven't even seen it yet. I'm not really interested in seeing it. Uh, I just think that the Golden Globes are dumb, how they, like, uh, separate the dramas and the, like, comedy and uh, musical kind of thing. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I feel like, for me, as far as the... um, because I, I, okay, listen, I love Joker, the movie and stuff like that. I actually had a really good time with it um, and stuff like that. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think I'm going to go buy the, buy the Blu-ray today after work. But um, if I have five nominees, then the two popes and Joker 
I'm sorry, and the Irishman are not making it. You know what I'm saying? There's just there was so much other better movies. And I know, listen, the Irishman, if you once again, if you throw John Adams as the director of that movie, no steam at all. It's only because it's large court. <laughs> Let's be real here. It's the same thing with Nolan's movies as far as Dunkirk. If you throw John Adams oh, random name don't, in front don't of Dunkirk, <laughs> no steam, okay? None. There's none. It's only because there's a name behind it. Same with Tarantino. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was great. If you put Andrew Adams in front of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, some awards... But that's it, okay? Now, with that being said, I would have taken out The Irishman. I would have taken out Joker. I would have taken out The Two Popes. Two Popes was boring. God, I watched it. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't finish it. I was bored, okay? And I would put some better movies in here. I'd throw in Parasite. I'd throw in what, what else is left. I'd throw in maybe Little Women or something else. Just something. Like, what is this category? Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, didn't but I'm, they put... Uh, no, they didn't. They didn't even put Parasite in comedy. I thought maybe they'd throw it in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I listen, man. I hate, I hate to brag, man, but like, our squad is like amazing. I don't know, maybe because like the Golden Globes is like thousands of voters and stuff like that. But listen, we have a group, we have a group of 15 voters, okay. But in all reality, for the Cinemania World Awards, it's like eight of us who actually voted because everyone's like doing their own thing and everyone's busy and and stuff you know and everyone couldn't everyone a lot of people have the new chat muted and i get it it's crazy up in there and the only time where i can <laughs> where i know i can get someone's attention in the group chat is to tag the names and that's the best feature that facebook's ever done but <clears throat> and i get it because i mute that thing i mute that bad boy after after 10 o'clock the new chats the, the, the group chat is muted because larry and tyler go ham until like 3 a.m i don't know what's shout going. out to larry and tyler <laughs> they go ham until like 3 a.m. and I can't do it. Um, but listen, like I just add some better stuff in there. The farewell, Giorgio Rabbit, something, Ford Ferrari, even like two popes. Kid me. I don't know. It just feels very baffling, you know. Um, all right, let's get into best motion picture, musical, or comedy. And this category makes no sense either. Um, yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood, Dolomite it's is my name, Giorgio. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, and Rocket Man. Um, yeah, I. This is fine, I guess. Once again, um, it's a good group of movies. It's just I don't. I hate the category. I hate that we're separating musical and comedy. Like, what's what's the? Why can't we just add ten nominees into a Best Picture category like the Oscars? I don't yeah, get it. That's that's my that's my problem with the awards because is it a rule where you can't? Like, listen, I, I'm not asking to throw some 50 movies in Best Picture, but is it a rule that you can't put 6, 8, 10, 11, maybe? Like, is, it, is, it, is there like a, is there a rule where you just can't do it? Is there a rule why this nomination should be separate musical or comedy? Those are not even like big, big genres in film. What? What's going on here? Um, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won, fine, I guess. Um, yeah, that, I feel like that's, like, this award season, I feel like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to be, like, sweeping a lot of stuff, and I feel like I just don't have any strong feelings towards it, so when it wins everything, I'm not going to be mad or, like, excited. I'm just going to be like, yeah, oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's listen. the movie this year that I'm going to be, like, okay with winning stuff. <laughs> a lot of people think it's, like, one of his, like, most weakest films. I don't think it is, but 
I'm telling you, that's the reason why these are getting nominated. It's the namesake. That's it. If you put my name on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you think that's going to win all these awards? No. you kidding me? It's going to be just like Loose, just like Waves, just like all these other movies that are just sitting in the back burner, now with no steam behind it. That's it. It's only because it's Tarantino. And God, I hated his fucking speech. It was so, it was so, like, cocky. And he was like... Tarantino's uh, always cocky. I know. I just I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him that much. He's like, um, he's like, you know, usually with these awards, when you're writing with someone, you're supposed to thank them. Well, now I can only thank me, me. I said, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? I said, are you kidding me? You really? Uh, all right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama. Renee Zellweger for Judy, Cynthia Revo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, Sasha Ronan for Little Women, Charlie Sarong for Bombshell. Now I'm going to throw some hot takes at this. Um, the winner was Renee Zellweger. Uh, I don't know why. Um, Charlie Sarong, I did not like her in Bombshell. Oh, really? my God. I Did you see it? I did. I watched it last night. Oh, you did see it? I didn't like yeah. You didn't feel like it was like a play. I feel like she's, it just feels like someone trying to do an accent. I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. I mean, some of the, some of the acting that was, that was really good. But like when she's speaking, I'm just like, I don't like this voice that she's doing. The, hey, um, yeah, we did. We did do it. And uh, yeah. And, uh, and I was like, what is going on with her voice? I don't like it. So I think it's probably just because you know how Charlize Theron actually sounds. It's probably like threw you off. I guess I I love Charlie Theron. I'm a big fan. Um, I I didn't really dig her performance in that movie that much. I liked it. Um, I don't think it's like. Uh, oh, it's not offensive or anything. Movie. Yeah, exactly. It's not like offensive or anything. But it's like I'm like a nominee. I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I I take her out. I think the only ones that deserve to be here is Scarlett Johansson, Cerise Ronan. To be honest, to be frank, I, I haven't I, seen Harriet and I haven't seen Judy, but like from the trailers and everything like that and just like buzz that i've heard like it's not like it doesn't seem like it'd be like it should be in these categories i wholeheartedly agree i agree i mean i'm just baffled i mean these award these nominations just like are ridiculous um best performance by an actor in a motion picture slash drama joaquin phoenix jonathan price with the two popes christian bale for Re ferrari antonia banderas for painting glory and adam driver for marriage story uh the winner was joaquin phoenix i don't mind it because I, I wanted him to get at least one one win um, as far as his performance, because listen, I don't know what anyone says, but his performance was great. Okay, uh, it was a great performance. But I wanted him at least win one um, for for Joker, and I'm glad he did. So if he doesn't win the Oscar, I'll be fine. I actually want the Oscar to go to like Taron or Adam and stuff. But um, I don't think it is. I think it's gonna go to him. Sorry, I heard the Oscars are really big fans of Joker. Um, but I would rather it go to somebody else. These nominees are fine. Jonathan Price for the Two Popes, I guess. What's going on? Yeah, here? I feel like this is probably like the most fine category. Yeah, Christian Bale's good. Adam Driver was really good. Um, I think this... this should have been Adam Driver's award, honestly. So, I think Adam Driver should be sweeping this season. I actually agree. I actually agree. I actually agree with you. Um, all right, let's get into the best performance by... I think Joaquin by... Phoenix is good, by the way. I'm not trying to say that. I don't think Joaquin Phoenix is good. Uh, <laughs> if, I think if Joaquin Joker Phoenix is good. was but... directed by Robert Eggers... Okay, you'd be all over this movie, all right? Because it's, no! it's Todd Phillips. Because <laughs> it's Todd Phillips. You're like, oh, God, I hate it so much. Joaquin Phoenix. No, right I'm there. just a big fan of Scorsese. <laughs> I think that's the problem. I've, if, I feel like if you're not a huge fan of Martin Scorsese, then you'll like Joker. But if you like, is, 
because King of Comedy is my favorite Martin Scorsese movie. So it's like when I see somebody so blatantly ripping things off from a director that I love and movies that I love, it's hard for me to get on board with it. That's fair. I, 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 I can understand that. I'm glad you actually explained yourself. <laughs> That's fair. Um, <laughs> What, like, what is this darker slander on Tanner, on hand or hands timeline? What's going on? Um, <laughs> it's fine. Um, all right, best performance by an actress in the motion picture, musical or comedy. Um, Aquafina for the farewell. Clay Blanchett for where'd you go? Oh, I hate reading these nominations. For where'd you go, Bernadette? Kate <laughs> Feldstein for Booksmart. Emma Thompson for Late Night. Anna Diarmas for Knives Out. The only two that I love that were nominated were Aquafina and Anna Diarmas. The the last three, what? Yeah. This is, this is the problem with the comedy or musical thing. But if you go to, like, the nominees from earlier, where's, like, I guess she's, a, she's supporting Scarlett Johansson for that. But, like, come on. Like, what is this? Frustrating. I guess, Kate like, being Feldstein, like, I'm not that mad about her being here. But it's, like, why? This why is- not Caitlin Dever, too, then? What the yeah. Beanie Feldstein that was so groundbreaking in Booksmart? Although I love... Booksmart to pieces. What does she do that was so groundbreaking in Booksmart? Nothing. Okay, nothing at all. Kate Blanchett and Where'd You Go, Bernadette? That was one of the most boring movies of last year that I've seen, and I was looking forward to it a lot. Kate Blanchett does not do nothing different in in Where'd You Go, Bernadette. Emma Thompson, Late Night. I guess that movie's fine. It's all right, but I mean, at least put some bombshell actors in this, like something. It's just I don't think you uh, classify that as comedy. It's kind of a dark comedy, actually. A little yeah, bit. a little bit. Oh. Eh. <laughs> All right. Um, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Taron Edgerton for Rocket Man. Daniel Craig for Knives Out. Roman Griffin Davis for Jojo Rabbit. Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Eddie Murphy for Dolomite is my name. I think this is like one of their most solid group. Yeah. I agree. Um, that they have. So I have no problems with it for the most part. Um, and Taron Edgerton is a rightful winner. So I'm not mad. I'm That's so happy all. for him. I, honestly, what. Going into the Oscars, I'm really ho- holding out for Taron to mm. win. Uh, even though I think that Adam Driver gave the best performance of the year, I just Taron Edgerton is so like passionate about this movie, and like so is Elton John, and everyone that was behind this movie just believed in it so much. And Taron is just he just seems such, like such a genuine like sweetheart, and it's like I just want him. I want everything good for him. I really do. <laughs> Yeah, I I actually I actually agree. Um, I've loved Terry Edgerton since the Kingsman movies. Um, those are the, the the first one is one of my favorite like spy movies of all time. So I've always been a big fan of him. So to see him gets like award recognition for like Rocket Man is great. Um, let's get into the last three. I want to just do these last three. Um, best performance by an actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. Uh, Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers. Margot Robbie for Bombshell, Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, and that Benning for The Report. Um, I don't have a problem with this for the most part. I just don't like the winner. Um, I know Lauren Dern's sweep is going to sweep and she's going to continue to sweep, but once again, Renata, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I would have I rather this go... I, I would have really loved to see Margot Robbie win. I think she was. Yeah, because I thought she was really bombshell. good. I thought she was really good in Bombshell. She had a scene outside that I was like, oh, it broke yeah, my heart. that phone um, scene. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it broke my heart, and I, I absolutely would have. I actually agree. Uh, she was great. Um, and Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell was also really, really good. Um, and I haven't seen the report yet, so I can't say anything. It's but so Margot Robbie. <laughs> oh God, we'll see. There you go. Um, Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell was really good, so I would have. I wouldn't mind that. Jennifer Lopez. I'm not with it with the award season talk for her, but um, Margot Robbie. 
Robbie for sure. That's that's what that's where I would have went. But Laura Dern, Renata, aka Renata, getting another 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 win, I guess. Um, and then we'll go to best performance by an actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. Brad Pitt, Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins for the two They love that movie. Um, Al Pacino for the Irishman and Joe Pesci for the Irishman. Um, this noms, I don't I don't care. They're fine. <laughs> You know, they're fine. I, I'm the winners. glad for Brad Pitt. I'm okay with Brad Pitt winning. Yeah, I'm okay with Brad Pitt as well. Um, Tom Hanks is a good bit of good one and two. This this two popes love is ridiculous. Um, and then new two noms for the Irishman, I guess, because of the namesake. Let's be real once again. Um, best director, motion picture. We have Sam Mendes for 1917, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Bong Joon Ho for Parasite. And Todd Phillips for Joker. The winner was actually my mistake. Everyone was um, was Sam Mendes, and I'm I uh, yes I <laughs> listen. <laughs> award loves season movie. best director is two people right now for me, uh, as far as award season go. And as Bong Joon Ho and Sam, that that's it. It's just them two, because 1917, it does this one shot thing that is so good. And yes, there's also there's a lot of scenes where you saw that you see the cuts, but it's very rare. You know what I mean? Like it's so effortlessly, like effortlessly, like fluent. It's so good, and I love the shots. Roger Deakins is a cinematographer. Like it's, oh, it's like orgasms, like cinematic <laughs> orgasms. It. That's it. Um, that's all. That's all. I'm really, that's all we're really gonna announce as far as these winners and stuff like that. Missing Link won Best Picture, Picture for Animated. Don't know what happened. Uh, Parasite <laughs> won for Foreign Language, which is great. Um, original it score. It should be winning just in general, not even for right. Foreign Language. Winner, <clears throat> winner for original score. Um, I don't want to botch her name, but Hilder Guanadotter Dottier. Uh, for joke, <laughs> I'm not mad at that. Um, although Thomas women Newman's composers, score, yes, right. Although Thomas Newman, Thomas uh, Thomas Newman's score for 1917 was also great. Um, so all around, I guess fine winners. Golden Globes, please do better at nominating stuff. I was gonna talk about the Baptist. Oh, I'm not even gonna talk about the Baptist. Oh God, Baptist is awful. Literal <laughs> jokes. Yeah, the Baptists were awful. Oh, okay, so quickly because we have a long show today, which I didn't really anticipate. Um, <laughs> Oscar nominations on Monday. What are you looking forward to? Anything to get nominated? Um. I'm really, honestly, the one that I'm really holding out for, because it, it's it's such a big question mark at this point, is if Taron Edgerton is even going to get nominated for Rocketman, because it came out so early in the year, and he is getting the nominations, like, at the BAFTAs, and, like, uh, at the Golden Globes, he won the Golden Globe, so it's like, and I feel like that's just the, been the one all year that everyone's been like, is Rocketman going to get the love that it, like, e- Rocketman in general, actually, going to get right. the love that it deserves because of all the praise that um, Bohemian Rhapsody got and all the awards love that Bohemian Rhapsody got, so, you know, that's the big question mark for me right now. I really hope that it does, because uh, I feel like that's a movie that basically everyone universally loves, Um that and Parasite, I feel like that those mm-hmm. two movies this year are like kind of the ones where everyone's just like, yeah, like I'm happy that it's like you know uh, exists and I'm happy that everyone loves it. So yeah, I'm I'm really holding out for Rocket Man and Taron. Um, and Ford yeah, I v. Agree. Ferrari, I really love Ford v Ferrari, so I'm really well, hoping that know. Ford v Ferrari <laughs> gets the love. I don't know. Hopefully it'll get like uh, hopefully it'll get Beck's director at least or something or like cinematography or something like that. But I don't know. I don't know, girl. Um, <laughs> as far listen. The Oscars, <clears throat> the only the only three movies, and one of them is gonna be a shock. <clears throat> the only three movies that I want to see, like with some 
some type of love, like love. I don't mean like one little, <clears throat> I don't mean like one little nominee and stuff like that. Like love. I want to see love for these movies. 1917, Parasite, and The Farewell. Um, all for different reasons. Par- 1917 is a masterpiece. Parasite is like one of the most creatively different movies that I've seen in a long time. And The Farewell is one of the most like, like, family-driven emotional movies that I've seen in a very long time as well. So I need some type of love for those three movies. I don't know. I don't care what categories. I just want some love, okay? Um, that's it. I just, I just like, stop with the bullshit. I know all I'm going to see is Irishman, 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 Irishman. Once upon a time, once upon a time. And I just, like, just stop being basic. Fuck. <laughs> okay? Just, like, some other stuff happened last year, okay, people? Like, just... Fuck, man. Remember that year when they were nominated, like, Get Out and all these random movies? Like, I was yeah. so happy. You know what I'm saying? Last year, they nominated, like, Black Panther. Like, just, like, just just, just deviate yourself from the norm and just do some stuff that's different. Shape of water, like a fish. Just do something different, you know? Call me by your name. <clears throat> yeah, so just, like... 2007, well, 2018, <clears throat> technically. The 2018 Oscars were just chef's kiss. Amazing. <laughs> Three okay. billboards. It was amazing, and I love that. Was like one of the years where, um, that was one of the that was that that year was when I was like into like going into like film stuff and like studying all that stuff. So that that year, twenty seventeen, has a real host like a really really close, uh, part of me. So I agree with you. Like I remember those nominations were insane. Like coming by your name, get out. All these movies, you know, Lady Bird, just like a bunch of these different movies. So that's what I want from this year. I just don't want that's the basic stuff. And I'm not discrediting the Irishman or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at all. I'm not discrediting them. They're great movies. But for for the for the love of God, if you throw someone else's name on it, they're not that great. They're just not. Okay. I just need these other fantastic films to be appreciated and stuff like that. I I get loose. It's not gonna get anything. I know it's not. Okay. I get it. I'm fine. I understand. But just like something else you know what i'm saying that's all i want so i don't know that's all i want from this one on monday i'm nervous i gotta get up and i'm gonna announce all these damn nominations <laughs> i'm gonna be pissed off i'm gonna be at work i'm not even gonna be able to watch them live <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm just gonna be pissed off and annoyed so i mean you know what time are they starting uh they usually start around like 7 a.m oh yeah i'll be at work so um, but my, my job is like sit and watch cameras so I can look at the nominations and stuff. But I don't know, I just want something different different from this year. So I hope we get that, you know what I mean? So yeah, we'll me too. Um, and lastly, um, I think that's know, it. I think that's it. I think that's all we got. Oh, the Cinemania week. World Awards recap. Well, we have, I mean, we don't have nothing to recap. We have a whole show. I mean, it's just like yeah. the big reports and stuff. Once again, just wanted to um, thank everyone who voted and everyone with the nice comments from us, uh, for us and stuff like that. People are still voting, not realizing that it's done. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> I, I, st- I still see votes for, like, um, for supporting <laughs> actor, and I'm like, dude, it's done, but thanks, you know? So, yeah. um I appreciate all the love and all the traction that all these tweets have gotten. Uh, we as a group worked so hard on these awards. Um, I thought we were going to get bashed for our director of the year kind of um, 10 director thing. But the amount of people that just loved that, I was like, I was so happy and stuff like that. The amount of people that are that are praising our best actress of the year awards are like insane. Um, 
all these like all these tweets of the Golden Globes would never and the Oscars would never. I like <laughs> I was like so baffled because I thought I literally thought with our ten nominees for director we were gonna get like shitted on or something. I don't know. I'm just very I'm very um, self conscious as far as stuff like that. But I was very happy that people love our nominees as a group, and it's not just me who's making these nominees. That's how the awards were for last year because last year it was like three people you know doing the awards and voting like it was like me alex and like christina and stuff like that so our awards was like mostly me who saw everything and stuff but this year mm-hmm. it was like all of us it was my first time kind of voting having like us as a group as a massive group voting for all these awards and tallying it up and all that stuff and making these awards so they was not easy to come up with so um you know to see people that really excited for our awards makes me pumped so i'm pumped and i'm excited so if you still um have not seen our winners um go listen to the show if you would like it was a nice fun show with uh, myself hannah uh alex and tyler and kayla for a little bit so that was a fun show that we did on thursday so if you haven't checked that out yet please go check it out it's one of our one of our highest shows on spotify for the year so far which is great um and then please check out our twitter threads of all the winners and stuff like that as well where on twitter i announce all the winners and whatnot and, and some more positive responses for the winners too so i'm pumped so Thank you guys once again. I don't know if we're going to do the fan voting next year because, God, <laughs> um, these Stan accounts come out of nowhere. Left like this Chris Evans ones is still going. Um, the Scar Johansson Stan accounts are still going. So what I'm going to do, I think for next year, we're going to switch it up a little differently because I do love the interaction. I love people having fun and voting and stuff like that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to have, we're going to probably next year do like two different winners and stuff. I'm, we'll, we'll do like a group winner as far as for us as a group, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Like our winner and then the fans winner, you know what I'm saying? So I can't deny who the fans pick and I'll, I'll, I'll announce their winners. So there'll be two winners for next year. I mean, we'll see how everyone thinks about that. I think that's the best way to go than just leaving it up all to voting because that was really, really tough this year because some of these choices, oof, Alita battling. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah, the Alita fans. Yeah, so um, maybe next year we'll do a little bit differently. We'll have two separate winners as far as like um, a group winner as far as for us, as far as our Cinemania World personal uh, wins. And then we'll have another one with the fan winning. So yeah, we'll do it like that. Thank you guys um, once again. Really appreciate it. Um, Hannah, why do you close out the show? All right, so uh, you can find me at, at Movies and Cats on Twitter. Dwayne, what's your hey. Twitter? Um, Cinemaniac1994 is my Instagram. My Twitter is Cinemaniac94 if you want to follow me. <laughs> All right, and that was the show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. As Dwayne says, bye bye <laughs> <laughs>